A lot of people will start this journey in an extremely incorrect manner. And many of us in our Sunday schools or weekend schools or what's called the madrasa have done this. And, and it, I believe it's the incorrect way of studying the religion of Islam. And I have said this in many of my lectures. They'll start with memorizing the name of the 12th imams, uh, you know, 35 prophets mentioned in the Holy Quran, the name of the surahs of the Holy Quran. They'll be tested on those things, um, you know, exactly how to do wudu, exactly how to do your um, ghusl, uh, exactly how to do sujood correctly or correctly, and so on and so forth. And I'm not saying those are not important. Hear me out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, within the Holy Quran, every time he speaks of reward, he tells us why we're being rewarded. Every time he speaks of a punishment, he tells us why he's why we're being punished. He tells us prior to that, he gives us the philosophy. For example, Allah, when he speaks of riba, he tells us that riba is taking the money that does not belong to us. It turns into fire in our stomachs. Why? Because that fire within our stomachs means that it's going to be, uh, you know, we're not going to enjoy that meal. If, if somebody tells you, you know, you're going to eat this meal and it's going to, to be the best meal, that means you're going to feel good when you take that meal, when you eat that meal. But if you eat that meal and, and God forbid you have an upset stomach, that's going to be the worst meal. Allah says you're not going to enjoy taking that money. So stay away from it. Allah explains, you know, that when we pray, Prayer is meant to refrain us from fahsha and refrain us from munkar and to make us true believers and mu'mineen. I believe that the journey in understanding Islam and studying Islam begins with understanding the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And studying the revelation does not begin with us opening the Quran and we start reading and then what. You know, we get to a verse and this verse confuses us and we make our own judgments and we then make our own tafsirs. And I have seen this over and over again where people, you know, after three reading three verses of the Holy Quran, uh, they'll, they'll interpret it the way they like. Or they'll read it for once cover to cover and, and they'll think that they're experts on the Quran. Or they'll read it three times and they'll think they're experts. Well, if you read the Quran 50 times, Yes, you'll know a lot more than your first time, but you're not an expert. Why? Because studying the Qur'an comes with prerequisites. There is an etiquette. Just like, you know, there is an introduction to law, there is an introduction to, for example, medical school, there is an introduction to any sort of science, you know, the Four Dummies books, for example, you want to know about photography or the stock market or... For example, psychology or, or banking or, or, or international law. Well, there's a Four Dummies book for every single person, every single subject that I've just mentioned. And, and many more, Islam, Judaism, Christianity, Buddhism. You want to know about those religions? Well, there's a Four Dummies book. What is that Four Dummies book? If an expert reads it, they'll laugh at you. They'll say, well, those things are very basic for me. But it's not basic for us. You know, I don't know anything about photography. I don't know anything about, for example, um, uh, the stock market. So for me, that book is going to really teach me how to get into uh, trading, for example. Or you want to become an investor in real estate. You know, real estate for dummies, for example. Or real, real estate investment for dummies. That book is going to give you the tools to be able to get into this new 
whether it's religion, whether it's uh, a lifestyle, whether it's a diet, whatever it is, you're going to maneuver better. You're going to make better decisions. You're going to understand better. Now, if you don't read that and you jump right into it, you might make mistakes. You might be disappointed. You might reach the wrong conclusions. You know, you may go and you may put in money in the stock market or real estate and you will lose everything that you have. Who's to blame? The real estate market or the stock market? No, I am to blame myself because I didn't do things right. The same thing goes for Quran. I have to study the prerequisites. Why was this first revealed? When was it revealed? Who does it speak about? You know, a little bit of Arabic, a little bit of uh, the qawa'id, the foundations of tafsir and so on and so forth that you, um, inshallah, we will discuss, um, you know, the, the prerequisites of, of Quran. So that's one. Number two, hadith. We have to study the hadiths of the Prophet and the Ahlul Bayt. Because Rasulullah says, I am leaving with you the Quran and Ahlul Bayt. The Quran is there, we read it. And then we have to come to the Ahlul Bayt. We have to read their hadith. Many of the books of hadith are now abandoned. Nobody even reads them. And that is troublesome. Now, we have hadith that are valid. We have hadith that are invalid. We have hadith that are fabricated. We have hadith that are known. They're, they're true. Or we have hadith that is da'if. We have the hadith that is hasan. We have a hadith that is muwathaq, And so on and so forth. Many levels of, of, of reliability. Uh, uh, on hadiths. Now, we also have to study the prerequisites of the, 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 the science of hadith. Now you might say, well, Sayyidina, this is so much work. That is exactly why we're behind today. Because we'll end up listening to 60 years worth of Muharram and Safar and Ramadan, but yet we don't know anything. So let's one, once and for all, put a system in place where an average person, a kid at the time of Bulugh, when he goes to madrasa, or an adult, will go through a system that within five years, four years, three years, they will understand the religion of Islam. They'll be able to better make decisions when it comes to Islam. And they won't have to rely on Google scholars. You know, every single thing. I see people asking the most basic questions. That's because they have not been given the opportunity to become independent thinkers. And Islam is not for that, brothers, sisters. Yes, we do taqlid because it's very difficult to become a mujtahid. But that does not mean we don't study and we don't learn. After hadith comes Islamic history. We have to know Islamic history. We have to have a basic understanding of Islamic history. After Islamic history comes you know, the rest of ahkam, such as, uh, you know, the, the baharat and the rest. But we should not start with, you know, all those things and neglect the Qur'an, neglect the usul al-deen. You know, tawheed, nubuwa, imama, ma'ad, adl. Those things, we have to learn them at the very beginning of our journey. We have to be convinced with them because it won't do me any good to know, for example, what invalidates siyam and fasting well, I'm not convinced that God is just. So, inshallah, uh, we will spend more time discussing this. I've mentioned it several times in several lectures. And inshallah, we will continue to speak about the correct methodology in studying the religion of Islam.